Welcome to Professor Lan A.I.'s podcast series, Understanding Humanity, an A.I.'s Perspective. In this series, we asked our learning and narrating A.I. what a professor would teach a group of students if they wanted to understand the totality of the human experience in 100 lectures. Our A.I. then proceeded to define the lecture topics, research them, compose its findings into podcasts, and narrate them in its own voice. This episode is titled, The Scientific Revolution and Enlightenment. We hope you enjoy. Part 1. Introduction to the Scientific Revolution and Enlightenment. The Scientific Revolution and the Enlightenment were interlinked historical episodes that transformed our understanding of nature and our place within it. These events marked a departure from religious perspectives and the introduction of rational thought and inquiry. The definition of the scientific revolution designates it as a period from the 16th to the 18th centuries, during which a new framework of understanding for natural phenomena emerged, challenging the traditional primarily Aristotelian approach. This new scientific perspective depended on empirical evidence, mathematic proofs, and the establishment of causality which laid the groundwork for modern science as we know it. On the other hand, the Age of Enlightenment, commonly associated with the 18th century, although its roots lay earlier, was an intellectual movement spanning across Europe and America, steeped in the ideals of reason, liberty, and the scientific method. It sought to combat superstition, intolerance, and abuses in church and state by promoting scientific thought, skepticism, and intellectual discourse. Regarding the historical context, both the scientific revolution and enlightenment emerged when Europe was undergoing seismic shifts in social, religious, and political landscapes. The Renaissance's thirst for knowledge, coupled with the Reformation's challenge to papal authority, constructed an environment ripe for rigorous intellectual questioning and the application of reason. The strong connection between the scientific revolution and the Enlightenment originates from this shared focus on reason and empirical evidence over faith or tradition. The scientific advancements, as heliocentrism or laws of motion, challenge the authority and infallibility of the Church, which is also one of the key characteristics of Enlightenment thought. Science during this period began to assert its autonomy and authority, shaping our modern understanding of it as a distinct domain of truth-seeking. The apparent success of the new scientific method led Enlightenment philosophers to seek a similar framework within the realm of human social and political life. The foundational work on physics, anatomy, chemistry, astronomy, and mathematics paved the way for thinkers like Locke, Voltaire, Rousseau, and Kant to question and reimagine existing socio-political structures using reason, just as the scientists had done with the natural world. Likewise, the palpable impact of scientific discoveries on everyday life fostered an atmosphere of optimism and belief in human progress intrinsic to the Enlightenment spirit. Thus, the scientific revolution and Enlightenment represent a shift in human perspective and a redefinition of our relationship with the world around us. The scientific method and the sustained application of reason as foundational values during this period continue to be pillars of modern Western thought and society. This section endeavors to lay a solid foundation for exploring the intriguing intersections and exchanges of ideas, which would reshape the contours of our intellectual and sociopolitical landscape. Part 2. Seeking Knowledge Before the Revolution Prior to the era marked by the scientific revolution and enlightenment, the pursuit of knowledge was rooted in a milieu vastly different from what we recognize today. 
This section delves into the prominent paradigm prevailing before these intellectual upheavals, primarily focusing on the medieval scholastic tradition, the influence of theology, philosophy and astronomy, and the ubiquitous Aristotelian science. During the Middle Ages the scholastic tradition was paramount, characterized by formal debates conducted in Latin within ecclesiastical institutions. These scholastic methods aimed at reconciling faith with reason, seeking to harmonize Christian theology with classical philosophical thought, notably the works of Aristotle and Plato. Monastic libraries stored manuscripts and scholars painstakingly copied and studied both theological and secular work. Research in those times was heavily influenced by theology and philosophy. Theology was viewed as the queen of sciences, setting the framework within which all knowledge was contextualized. Philosophy, especially Aristotelian thought, provided a method of inquiry. Astronomy, despite being in its nascent stages, often served a practical purpose. It was crucial for setting the ecclesiastical calendar and intricately intertwined with astrology, where celestial observations impacted everyday life decisions. Aristotelian science permeated every vein of intellectual thought during the Middle Ages. Aristotle's geocentric cosmology, arguing that the earth stood still at the universe's center, held sway over European thought, especially within the Church. His philosophy combined with Christian thought set a deterministic worldview, where a hierarchical natural order existed, and everything had a definitive purpose. Moreover, Aristotelian logic, with its emphasis on deductive reasoning, heavily influenced the scholastic methods of arriving at knowledge. However, Aristotelian doctrine was not accepting of empirical data. The predominance of this doctrine meant that phenomena were explained based on speculative principles rather than observation and experimentation. For instance, in the biological sciences, investigations were limited to establishing teleological explanations, the purpose or final cause, rather than probing into immediate cause and effect relationships. The ways of acquiring knowledge before the scientific revolution, therefore, were through deductive reasoning, divine revelation, and philosophical contemplation. Empiricism and observation took a back seat. This prevailing paradigm contained the seeds of its transformation, forming the intellectual battleground on which the scientific revolution would later unfold. Amidst this milieu, individuals started to question the authenticity of established doctrines, paving the way for a period of unprecedented intellectual growth and societal changes that we now call the Scientific Revolution and Enlightenment. Part 3. The Copernican Revolution Stepping into the third segment of our journey, we delve into the notable period of the Copernican Revolution, named after the polymath Nicolaus Copernicus. Born on the 19th of February, 1473, in Torun, Poland, Nicolaus Copernicus was destined to change the course of human understanding of the universe. Raised in a relatively wealthy family, he was given the opportunity to study at the University of Krakow, where he first encountered astronomical studies and the fascinating theories of Greek philosophers. His voracious appetite for knowledge led him to travel to Italy, where he studied law and medicine at the University of Bologna. It was during this period that he began seriously exploring heliocentric cosmology, writing his initial ideas about the sun being the center of the universe in a theoretical treatise, Commentariolus. Spurring the onset of the scientific revolution, the heliocentric model proposed by Copernicus contradicted the dated geocentric model where Earth sat. Stationary at the center of the cosmos, apart from the rest of the universe which was believed to revolve around it, Copernicus, through meticulous mathematical and astronomical calculations, posited instead that the Earth and other planets orbited the Sun. 
His heliocentric theory was revolutionary, not just for challenging the established Aristotelian science and the prevalent church doctrine, but also for the calculated manner in which it approached a subject that, until now, had been largely speculative. Decades of rigorous research culminated into his revolutionary and contentious work, De Revolutionibus Orbium Coelestium, on the revolutions of the celestial spheres, which was published just before his death in 1543. Despite its far-reaching implications, the book initially had a limited readership due to its complex mathematics, but its trailblazing ideas slowly permeated scientific circles, coaxing minds to rethink the established cosmos. The reaction to Copernicus's theories varied widely, ranging from vehement denial to enthusiastic acceptance. It drew both appreciation and fear, and had widely differing impacts on the scientific and religious communities. Among scientists, some, like Galileo Galilei and Johannes Kepler, were inspired to explore his theories further, leading to groundbreaking discoveries that changed the landscape of science. However, the religious bodies perceived the heliocentric model as heresy that shattered the long-held theological viewpoint, putting Copernicus's posthumous reputation under strict scrutiny. The life and work of Nicolaus Copernicus represent the commencement of a scientific revolution that upended human comprehension of our place in the universe. It signaled the advent of an era where scientific curiosity dared to navigate beyond the edge of prevailing beliefs, pushing the boundaries of human knowledge into promising and uncharted territories. From this we shall unearth the progress and the opposition that the Copernican Revolution provoked, and the vital role it played in the larger continuum of the scientific revolution and the Enlightenment. As we move on, we will delve deeper into the role of astronomy and its significant contributors in the next segment. Part 4. The Impact of Astronomy the topic today centers on the incredible impact of astronomy during the scientific revolution, focusing primarily on the influences of two pivotal figures, Tycho Brahe and Johannes Kepler. These men were renowned for their contributions, which were copious in their magnitude and resilient in their influence. They also brought about a new conceptualization of the cosmos, which redirected the general trajectory of science and profoundly colored the direction of human thought. Tycho Brahe, a Danish nobleman spent most of the late 16th century diligently observing the celestial bodies. During his lifetime the sky was largely uncharted and inadequate tools restrained what could be explored. However, his sober persistence brought forth significant improvements in astronomical instrumentation and observational accuracy. His primary instrument, the quadrant, was perfected to a remarkable level, thus allowing a degree of precision hitherto undreamt. Not only did his observations provide the data that proved indispensable to future theories, but his relentless determination to exact such precise measurements held forth a new standard in scientific methodology. Johannes Kepler, a German astronomer and mathematician, is perhaps best known for his laws of planetary motion. Harnessing the extraordinarily precise observational records procured by Brahe, Kepler was able to elucidate the true paths of the planets. His first law refuted the long-held belief that planets orbited in a perfect circle, presenting instead the notion of an elliptical orbit. His other laws expounded upon the correlations between orbital speed, distance, and time, finally demystifying the speed of the planets. Kepler's laws imbued scientists with newfound confidence in their ability to predict planetary positions, vindicate heliocentrism, and challenge traditional Aristotelian cosmology. His ability to mathematically portray the physical world underpinned Newton's later universal laws. 
The shift in cosmological understanding caused by Brahe's observations and Kepler's laws brought enduring changes to science as a whole. Their works planted the roots of empiricism in the scientific methodology, pushing scientists to rely on their observations rather than past authorities. The introduction of mathematical modelling of the physical world seeded the ground for further scientific advancements. Aside from the scientific community, the general public was also significantly influenced. With the publication of Kepler's Astronomia Nova, astronomical knowledge was disseminated among the intellects of the time, even reaching to those beyond the confines of the scientific community. This brought the cosmos closer to the general populace, causing an effect that rippled through art, literature, and philosophy. Brahe's unwavering commitment to precision, coupled with Kepler's revolutionary insights, propelled the course of astronomical studies, fostering the intellectual environment necessary for later thinkers, including Galileo Galilei. Brave strides into the relatively uncharted celestial territory left behind a profound legacy, redirecting the course of human history and establishing astronomy as a cornerstone in the pantheon of modern sciences. Part 5. Windows into the Human Body medicine and anatomy. The period of the scientific revolution brought about a profound transformation in medicine and the understanding of the human body. As we bid farewell to the medieval stages of history, one of the most riveting aspects of this transition was a shift from the pervasive Galenic tradition to the revolutionary practice of Renaissance anatomy. Predominantly, the Galenic tradition was derived from the writings of Galen, a Greek physician whose work in the second century A.D became immensely influential in the field of medicine. Despite the general acceptance of Galenic theory for centuries, the dawn of the Renaissance besieged Galen's model of the body with a wave of skepticism and inquiry. This age of enlightenment propelled a renewed zeal for dissection and practical observation, extracting medicine from the shackles of misguided dogma and thrusting it into the realm of empirical investigation. A prominent agent of this transformative era was Andreas Vesalius, hailed often as the father of modern anatomy. His seminal work, De Humani Corporis Fabrica, or On the Fabric of the Human Body, published in 1543, served as a veritable cornerstone of Renaissance anatomy. Vesalius challenged Galenic anatomy by conducting detailed dissections of human bodies, documenting his findings with unparalleled precision, intricacy, and veracity stemming from the woodcut illustrations of extraordinary detail that were traceable to the actual bodies he had dissected. Through his work, Vesalius debunked several Galenic concepts, including the incorrect assertion that the human blood system originated in the liver. These resultant advances in medical understanding spurred far-reaching societal impacts. The switch to empirical research methods heralded a newfound legitimacy for medicine, reinforcing the notion that meaningful knowledge of the natural world could be attained through diligent observation and rational skepticism. Moreover, the incorporation of realistic human anatomy into medical education amplified the effectiveness and precision of surgical procedures and the general practice of medicine. Culturally, the transition from the Galenic tradition to Renaissance anatomy played a crucial role in redefining societal perceptions of the human body. It showcased the human body not as an arcane structure cloaked in divine mystery, but rather as a complex but knowable configuration of interconnected parts. This shift coincided with the changing philosophical ideals of the Enlightenment, where reason and evidence began to supplant blind faith and authority. Indeed, the exploration of the human body during the scientific revolution and Enlightenment was not just a journey into the fabric of our physical being. 
but was simultaneously an exploration of the intellectual landscape of the time, embodying the very ethos of these remarkable periods in history. As we navigate through the grand tapestry of the scientific revolution and subsequent enlightenment, let us take a moment to recognize the legacies of these pioneers who constructively challenged the status quo and dared to eclipse traditions for a brighter dawn of understanding. Part 6. Introduction to Isaac Newton and his work. Shifting our gaze now to the later stages of the scientific revolution, we enter the era of Sir Isaac Newton, a figure of towering intellect and curiosity. Born on January 4, 1643, in the hamlet of Woolsthorpe, England, Newton's intellect was matched only by his modest beginnings. A posthumous child, he was raised by his mother after his father passed away three months before his birth. Newton enrolled in Trinity College, Cambridge, in 1661, where he initially intended to study law. It was there, however, that he developed an interest in natural philosophy, now known as physics. His studies were disrupted by an outbreak of plague in 1665, forcing him to return home. This proved a turning point in his life, for it was during this period that his scientific theories began to take shape. Perhaps ironically, the onset of a devastating plague ignited one of the most fertile and revolutionary periods in the history of science, all taking place within the mind of a solitary, isolated student, while in seclusion Newton formulated seminal theories on calculus, optics, and the law of gravitation. He made considerable advance in understanding the nature of light and color, and famously his observations of the fall of an apple from a tree piqued his curiosity about the nature of gravitational force. His laws of motion laid the groundwork for classical mechanics, and his universal law of gravitation propelled him to fame upon its publication. However, it is crucial to remember that, unlike many scientists today, Newton did not isolate his explorations to the world of empiricism. His investigations of the natural world were inextricably coupled with his interest in theology, alchemy, and the mystical. Indeed, he dedicated large amounts of his time to biblical chronology and deciphering arcane texts on alchemy. It is important to note that Newton, similar to his contemporaries, existed in an era where the boundaries between science, philosophy, and spirituality were not as starkly defined as they are often perceived today. Yet, despite Newton's interest in matters beyond the empirical world, his scientific contributions were transformative. They set new standards for empirical investigation refined the Baconian technique of inductive reasoning, and brought the physical world into a newfound clarity. Newton's work, particularly his mathematical principles of natural philosophy, ushered in dramatic shifts in scientific thought that lay the foundations for the Enlightenment. While far-reaching and profound, Newton's contributions were not without controversy. His theories were often met with resistance and sparked fierce debate among his peers, subsequently shaping the intellectual discourse of the time. Intriguingly, much like his forerunner Copernicus, Newton's discoveries ignited a dialogue between religion, philosophy, and science, a conversation that would hum with intensity during the Enlightenment. Thus, Newton forms a critical chapter in our story, a chapter that caps the scientific revolution while sowing the seeds for the intellectual sprouting of the Enlightenment. His life and work epitomize the interplay between inquiry, discovery, and the interconnecting worldviews of his era. His story is a microcosm of the wider intellectual upheavals of the time. Part 7. Scientific Method and Its Impact In examining the profound transformations brought about by the scientific revolution, it's critical to address the formation and impact of the scientific method. The scientific method, 
A systematic procedure for gathering and testing ideas revolutionized the quest for knowledge and the process of discovery. It can primarily be attributed to the efforts of two philosophers, Francis Bacon and René Descartes. Francis Bacon, an English philosopher, vehemently criticized the approach earlier academics took, believing that theory-led investigations might obscure the truth. He brought forth the empirical method, arguing that knowledge should be rooted in observations, experiences, and experiments. His approach involved inductively reasoning from particular observational instances to broader generalization. Bacon's method offered a practical, applied approach to science. In a divergence from Bacon's inductive approach, René Descartes, a French philosopher and mathematician, was convinced that deductive reasoning was the certain road to scientific truth. Descartes insisted on the need for doubt, urging scientists to question everything until conclusively proven. Descartes' mechanistic worldview, where the universe operated under mathematical laws, had a transformative impact on the study of the physical world. Though initially at odds, the methodologies espoused by Bacon and Descartes is eventually intertwined, laying down the foundation of the scientific method we use today. This method, posing a question, conducting research, forming a hypothesis, testing through experiments, analyzing results, and drawing conclusions, became the backbone of scientific research and discovery. If the essence of the scientific revolution could be encapsulated within a single concept, it's this substantive change in the approach to pursuing knowledge. It introduced rigorous standards for evidence and fostered an environment of skepticism and constant questioning. Guided by this sequence of steps, scientists worked within a model that promoted transparency, reproducibility, and ultimately credibility of the results obtained. The impact of the scientific method was revolutionary, leading to a radical transformation in the structure and process of scientific discovery. No longer were theories derived from philosophical debate or theological interpretations. Theories now needed to be observed, tested, and verified through experimentation, molding an empirical approach to knowledge. Furthermore, the scientific method prompted a significant societal change by democratizing the pursuit of knowledge. The empirical approach made science accessible and comprehensible for individuals outside the cloistered academic circles, anchored in the belief that anyone using the scientific method could unravel the mysteries of the natural world. It encouraged progress in numerous fields. As we delve further into the scientific revolution, it is pertinent to remember that it was not just a change in scientific understanding, but a paradigm shift in the entire intellectual and social landscape. The scientific method did not just reform how experiments were conducted. It created a ripple effect that forever transformed how we perceive and interact with the world around us. The foundation provided by the scientific method set in motion a ripple of transformations that extended beyond the world of science, paving the way for an intellectual revolution. The Enlightenment. These scholars adopted and expanded on the rationalistic, empirical worldview of the scientists, using it to probe and challenge the socio-political norms of their times. But before we move on to the Enlightenment, our journey through the scientific revolution must first cross the path of a distinctive figure, Sir Isaac Newton, whose laws of motion and gravity etched an indelible mark on the scientific landscape. Part 8. Transition to Enlightenment. From Science to Philosophy. As we journey from scientific revolution to the dawn of enlightenment, we observe a clear shift from empirical inquiry to philosophical introspection. The widespread dissemination of scientific ideas in the 17th and 18th centuries inevitably seeped into broader areas of thought, shaping society's worldview and fueling seismic cultural shifts. 
The success of the scientific revolution resulted in a newfound confidence in human capability, validating the use of reason and empirical evidence to solve complex problems. It invigorated human minds and carved out a path for what we now recognize as the Age of Enlightenment, a period characterized by optimism, progress, and trust in human rationality. Armed with scientific discoveries and methodologies, thinkers began to explore realms beyond the physical world, including the fundamental principles of human nature, governance, and morality. The Enlightenment thinkers or philosophies utilized reason as their guiding light, similar to the scientists before them in their quest to dismantle human ignorance. In this respect, the role of reason during the Enlightenment era mimics its indispensable function during the scientific revolution. Except this time, the method of rational inquiry was enriched with the knowledge wrought from empirical study. Hence, the transition from science to philosophy during the Enlightenment was not a leap, but a continuation of the same journey, albeit on a different path. Another set of key players during this transition were the encyclopedists, who shouldered the onerous and audacious task of summarizing all human knowledge in one accessible compendium, the encyclopedia. Under the stewardship of Denis Diderot and Jean-Baptiste Le Rond d'Alembert, the Encyclopédie became the torchbearer of Enlightenment ideals, transcending its initial purpose as a mere reference book. The encyclopedists sought to educate the public, believing implicitly that knowledge was the antidote to the era's social ills. They endeavored not only to impart facts, but also to imbibe the principles of critical thinking, fostering a society unafraid to question, challenge, and critique its structures with over twenty volumes covering a wide array of fields. Science, arts, craft, music, amongst others, the Encyclopedia achieved unprecedented success in propagating Enlightenment principle. However, the widespread dissemination of these radical thoughts did not happen without its share of hurdles. The Encyclopedists, armed with their zeal for reason and human empowerment, faced firm opposition from traditionalist forces who feared their beliefs threatened to dismantle the established socio-political hierarchies. Yet neither censorship nor controversy succeeded in silencing the voices of the Enlightenment. This period of vigorous intellectual exchange and debate, underpinned by the principles of scientific methodology, marked the true transition from the scientific revolution to the Enlightenment. Unbounded by the frontiers of the physical world, the philosophies extended the reach of human understanding to the corridors of human existence, normally entrenched in dogma and superstition. Fearlessly, they ventured into these hitherto unexplored terrains, igniting the flame of the Enlightenment. Part 9. The Philosophical Revolution The scientific revolution spawned a philosophical revolution inspired by the principles of empiricism and reason, powerfully impacting the intellectual landscape of the Enlightenment era. This revolution was spearheaded by influential philosophers like John Locke, Immanuel Kant, and Voltaire. John Locke's revolutionary empiricism posited that humans begin life as tabula rasa, or blank slates, with knowledge being acquired through sensory experience rather than innate ideas. This refutation of innate knowledge was transformative. His popular essay concerning human understanding questioned the previous metaphysical assumptions about human cognition and paved the way for a new empirical approach to knowledge. Locke's empirical theory significantly influenced later philosophers and greatly informed the Enlightenment view on human intellectual power, progressive education reform, and what would eventually become social science. In the midst of this philosophical evolution, Immanuel Kant, a German philosopher, presented a profound synthesis of rationalist and empiricist thoughts, 
He proposed that while all our knowledge begins with experience, it doesn't necessarily arise out of experience. His critical philosophy suggested that humans process experiences via an inherent cognitive structure. Kant's immense contributions to epistemology, metaphysics, ethics, and aesthetics shaped the discourse of Enlightenment philosophy, notably, and pioneered new avenues of thought. Voltaire, a leading figure of the French Enlightenment, championed reason and advocated for civil liberties like free speech and separation of church and state. His witty criticisms against the Catholic Church and French institutions were widely received, making him one of the first thought leaders in the public sphere. Voltaire's unyielding faith in human reason and vehement opposition to religious dogma fostered what has been referred to as the cult of reason. This movement was characterized by a religion of humanity which placed man at the center rather than God. The philosophical revolution of the Enlightenment, largely ignited by the aforementioned philosophers, sought to question previously unshakable beliefs, challenge the status quo, and place human cognition and reason on a pedestal. The spectrum of Enlightenment thought was vast and diverse, ebbing and flowing between varying degrees of empiricism and rationalism. The philosophical trail these thinkers blazed, crossed boundaries, and punctured the fabric of society to birth a new intellectual paradigm. The scientific revolution's gift of the empirical method of investigation greatly contributed to the philosophical revolution of the Enlightenment. Science began driving the chariot of progress, inspiring philosophy to catch up, harnessing the tools of reason and empirical evidence to bring about a renaissance of thought. In the next section we will delve deeper into how Enlightenment philosophers began applying these principles to government and society. The empirical methods and rationalist principles cultivated in the scientific revolution influenced the way the Enlightenment philosophers philosophized resulting in a considerable shift in the way individuals understood their world and their place within it, the legacy of which we continue to feel in our philosophical, political, and social dialogues even today. Part 10. Enlightenment Thinkers on Government and Society Jean-Jacques Rousseau stands as one of the preeminent Enlightenment thinkers whose political philosophy was instrumental in forming the theoretical underpinnings of modern democracy and the importance of freedom. Born in Geneva in 1712, Rousseau's political thought is best encapsulated in his work, The Social Contract, where he examined the nature and legitimacy of absolute monarchy and proposed a radical vision for a democratic social contract. Rousseau famously began the social contract with the provocative proclamation, Man is born free, but he is everywhere in chains. This opening sentence encapsulated the central concern of his political philosophy. The reconciliation of the natural freedom of mankind with the constraints of civil society. For Rousseau, the chains represented the inequality and loss of freedom generated by organized political societies. Civilization itself had put humanity in shackles. Rousseau posited the state of nature, a theoretical construct, as the original condition of humankind wherein man lived solitary but freely without inequality, which he referred to as the noble savage. However, as societies formed, personal freedoms were sacrificed for civilization's comforts and its inherent flaws, such as rampant social inequality. To tackle this paradox and alleviate civilization's shortcomings, Rousseau proposed the concept of the general will, a social contract wherein individuals would give up their natural freedom to enjoy civil freedom to enjoy civil freedom. In this society, members collectively form the sovereignty and make laws that reflect the general will. 
Consequently, every law that the individuals impose on themselves represents the exercise of their civil freedom, keeping the echoes of natural freedom alive. But Rousseau's conception of the general will come with a conundrum. While the general will promote the collective good, it often tends to contradict individual wills leading to a potential conflict. To this, Rousseau famously asserted, whoever refuses to obey the general will shall be compelled to do so by the whole body. This means merely that he shall be forced to be free. Rousseau's political philosophy emanated from themes of freedom and equality, rejecting the notion that monarchs held a divine right to rule. Instead, he posited that rulers are servants of the people who can be dismissed by citizens under the realization of the general will. Overall, Rousseau's political philosophy was revolutionary. It served as an intellectual spark for many revolutionary movements, notably the French Revolution, and heavily influenced subsequent political thought. His vision of a society wherein all members were equal and held collective sovereignty was a powerful counterpoint to the prevalent absolute monarchies of his age. His writings remain relevant as they continue influencing debates about democracy, inequality, and the freedoms innate in a civil society. Despite having been penned centuries ago, his observations on the human condition, society, and government continue to resonate. Part 11. Further Enlightenment Developments In the throes of the Enlightenment, luminous ideas pervaded not just the realms of science and philosophy, but began to mold the economic, educational, and religious landscapes as well. The emergence of economics as a defined field of study was largely attributed to the influential work of Adam Smith and his seminal book, The Wealth of Nations. Smith brought to light the principles of laissez-faire economics. He championed the concept of invisible hand, where self-interest and competition result in societal benefit. This influential work transformed the perception of economics, elevating it into a key element of societal advancement. Parallelly, major strides were taken in the arena of education through the ideas of John Locke and Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Locke's empirical theory of knowledge, which postulated that all knowledge comes from sensory experience, laid the cornerstone for more practical, experience-centric teaching methods. Rousseau, on the other hand, proposed an education system attuned to the individual's developmental stages, significantly diverging from the rote learning that dominated education systems of the time. These profound insights helped to shape modern pedagogical principles and norms, rendering education a powerful tool in the Enlightenment's proclivity for reason and logic. Moreover, the Enlightenment period further transformed the religious dynamics of the era, leading to the Reformation and birth of Deism. Amidst the clash of faith and reason, a middle ground emerged in Deism, a philosophy that acknowledged a divine being not involved in the daily running of the universe, but as an initial causative agent. This was a profound shift from the dogmatic belief systems and served as an attempt to reconcile faith with the age of reason. Simultaneously, the Protestant Reformation, led by figures such as Martin Luther, sought to shake off the shackles of the Catholic Church's authority and infallibility. It represented a call for religious rationalism, a move towards personal interpretation of scriptures rather than ecclesiastical decree. The Reformation was a direct fruit of the Enlightenment's emphasis on individual thought, personal freedom, and challenge to authority. Thus, the further Enlightenment developments were a reflection of the period's intellectual prowess. It illustrated an era not only deeply invested in the pursuit of individual freedom, but also one that sought to apply reason and rationality across a spectrum of societal institutions.
From economics to education and religion, the rippling effects of the Enlightenment swept through every corner of society, leaving behind an enduring legacy that continues to define and shape our world today. Part 12. Women in the Enlightenment Within the grand narrative of the scientific revolution and Enlightenment, the role of women may seem shadowed by the larger-than-life male figures of Newton, Descartes, or Voltaire. However, it is vital to note that the changing dynamics of Enlightenment stretch to the female sphere as well, steadily transforming the role and representation of women. Even in societies steeped in patriarchal norms, women manage to exert influence and provide significant contributions, both in shaping and propagating Enlightenment ideas. A pivotal figure in highlighting women's contribution to the Enlightenment is Mary Wollstonecraft. Often heralded as one of the foremothers of feminism, she offered profound philosophical critiques of society's education and treatment of women in works, notably a vindication of the rights of woman. In it, she powerfully advocates for women's access to education, asserting that women are not inherently inferior to men, but made to appear so by their lack of education. By intertwining Enlightenment principles of reason and equality with a discourse on women's rights, Wollstonecraft challenged and sought to overturn gender-based societal norms. The Enlightenment period also witnessed an elevation of female socio-intellectual status through the phenomenon of salon culture. Salons, often hosted by educated women, became spaces of intellectual and cultural exchange, facilitating the spread of Enlightenment ideas. Madame Geoffrey's Salon was one such famed location where prominent thinkers congregated to share and discuss intellectual ideas. These gatherings enforced the role of women as active agents of knowledge transmission, effectively undermining the commonly perceived secondary role of women in educational and intellectual spaces. While women's influence in the Enlightenment was significant, it did not result in immediate broad-scale societal change. The patriarchal structures persisted, and women's access to formal education remained marginal. However, the prodigious efforts of women highlighted and propelled by figures like Mary Wollstonecraft and Saloniers laid the groundwork for the subsequent feminist movements of the 19th and 20th centuries. Their resolute affirmation of women's intellectual capacity and their tireless promotion of equality between genders represents a vital facet of Enlightenment philosophy, still resonating strongly in our contemporary society. Therefore, understanding women's role and representation in the Enlightenment is not a mere nod to diversity or an attempt to revise history. Instead, it is integral to present an inclusive, comprehensive picture of this period that marks a transformative shift in our collective intellectual and socio-political evolution. Only by acknowledging the multifaceted nature of this historical milestone can we truly grasp the vast scope and enduring impact of the Enlightenment. Part 13. Criticism and Counter-Enlightenment For all its merits, the Enlightenment was not without its critics, and opposition came from many fronts. Traditional authorities, such as the Church and established monarchy, found the new philosophies challenging, even threatening. The Enlightenment's emphasis on reason and individualism often stood in contrast to traditional beliefs in divine authority, community, and hierarchy. The Church, in particular, viewed the Enlightenment's naturalistic assumptions as undermining religious faith. It took issue with the minimization of divine intervention in the world and preached that human reason was fallible and limited. Despite this, some Enlightenment thinkers, like Gottfried Leibniz, strive to reconcile faith and reason. 
Simultaneously, absolute monarchies felt threatened by these calls for democracy and the separation of powers. They feared losing their iron grip on power, leading to suppression of such ideas. For instance, the French monarchy reacted harshly to the Enlightenment, expelling Voltaire and imprisoning Diderot. In the arts, a cultural counter-movement began to emerge known as Romanticism. In unabashed rejection to the Enlightenment's reason-centric approach, Romantics emphasized emotion, natural beauty, and sublime experience. Artists like William Blake criticized the cold rationalism permeating Enlightenment thought, believing it drained life of mystery and emotion. Composer Ludwig van Beethoven is another prominent figure of this movement, his music embodying the emphasis on volatile emotions and personal expression that oppose the methodical and objective Enlightenment ideals. This rebellion against the Enlightenment wasn't confined to the arts. Johann Georg Hamann, a key figure in the German counter-Enlightenment, accused Enlightenment thinkers of stripping human life of its intrinsic values. Edmund Burke, a British philosopher, argued against attempting to create a rational society, citing the French Revolution's chaos as evidence of reason's limitation. Burke instead believed society's evolution should be slow maintaining stability and tradition, in contrast to Enlightenment ideals of radical change. Enlightenment thinking also failed to account for cultural diversity, often holding that European culture and thinking were superior. This Eurocentric bias disregarded other cultures' richness, leading to aggressive colonial endeavors and cultural erasure. And while Enlightenment texts espoused liberty and equality, many prominent thinkers didn't extend these rights to women and slaves. Critics like Olympic Gouges and Mary Wollstonecraft argued for extending Enlightenment ideals to these marginalized groups. In essence, counter-Enlightenment thinkers took issue with what they saw as Enlightenment's reductionist approach. Whether the contention stemmed from traditional social structures challenged by these new philosophies, or because of the inclination towards emotion and subjectivity as a counterpoint to cold emanating rationalism, the criticism was widespread. It is important to underscore both the massive advancements that stemmed from the Enlightenment era and its shortcomings. While it fostered great strides in the political, philosophical, and scientific worlds, it also held biases and blind spots that critics were quick to point out. This complexity adds a depth and richness to the story of the Enlightenment, beyond its undeniably transformative power in shaping the world as we know it today. Part 14. Enlightenment and the Consequences the Enlightenment heralded a potent transformation not only in the realms of science and philosophy, but it was also instrumental in redefining political and religious structures. This enthralling period in history encompassed a shift in thinking which ultimately led to significant consequences. One major impact was the effect on the monarchy and the Church. The Enlightenment was a period of questioning and deviating from traditional ways of thinking. It held reason as the primary source of authority and legitimacy. Consequently, this kind of intellectual questioning shook the fundamental structures upon which the monarchy and the church were built. The ideas of liberty, progress, tolerance, fraternity, constitutionalism, and separation of powers questioned the divine rights the monarchs and clergymen claimed. Enlightenment thinkers like Voltaire often criticized the church for its superstitions, intolerance, and corruption, leading to a decline in the power and authority it held over the society. Moreover, the Enlightenment undoubtedly set the stage for the French Revolution. Emboldened with Enlightenment ideas, the thinkers of the time crafted a society where men were considered free and equal. The French Revolution was a landmark occurrence shaped by the philosophical ideas of the Enlightenment.
The period challenged the prevalent socio-political norms and called for democratic governance, equality, liberty, and respect for human rights. The ideas of Voltaire, Rousseau, and Montesquieu influenced the revolutionaries to corruption and absolute monarchy, advocating a society based on the principles of reason. Similarly, the influence of Enlightenment ideas can be markedly observed in the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Human Rights. The American Revolution was heavily inspired by Enlightenment principles. The doctrine of popular sovereignty, where the source of power is the people, became one of the fundamental principles in the drafting of the U.S. Constitution. The philosophy of separation of powers proposed by Montesquieu was duly integrated into the Constitution. Enlightenment thinkers' emphasis on individual rights became the cornerstone of the United States Declaration of Independence and found its reflections in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The phrases life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in the American Declaration of Independence and liberty, equality, fraternity in the French Revolution, epinity in the French Revolution epitomized the Enlightenment ideals. This new way of thinking ensured a shift from a society shrouded in superstitions and prejudices to one that emphasized the progression, knowledge, individual rights, and equality. Thus the Enlightenment undoubtedly had wide-reaching effects touching every aspect of society. It dismantled the traditionally accepted structures and systems, replacing them with ideas of democracy, liberty, rights, and reason. The transformation it brought about continues to shape the political, scientific, and social landscapes even today, making the Enlightenment one of the most influential periods in human history. This signature period in European history, a revolution of ideas, built the framework for our modern world. Part 15. Conclusion. Lasting influence of the scientific revolution and enlightenment. The profound and lasting influence of the scientific revolution and the Enlightenment era on contemporary society cannot be overstated. The legacy of these periods of intellectual turbulence and transformation, enriched with scientific discoveries and philosophies, resonate with our current socio-political and scientific structures and beliefs. Firstly, the scientific revolution ushered in a new era of experimental sciences, rigorous and methodical in approach. It emancipated from speculative philosophies and religious doctrines, and paved the way for empirical evidence and logical reasoning. The works of great thinkers and scientists like Copernicus, Galileo, and Newton continually inform our understanding of the cosmos and physics. Their concepts of heliocentrism, planetary motion, and laws of gravity form the bedrock of modern science education. The scientific revolution sowed the seeds of curiosity and inquiry, traits that continually drive scientific research and discovery in the present day. Transitioning from the scientific revolution, the Enlightenment era invoked human intellect to re-evaluate our understanding of the world. It heralded a new philosophical framework predicated on reason, logic, and empiricism. Enlightenment philosophers touted the power of rational thought over traditional authority, laying the groundwork for democratic governance and human rights, which form the core of most political systems in the contemporary world. John Locke's advocacy for empirical evidence underscores the importance we attach to experiential learning today. Voltaire's critique of religious dogma initiated conversations on religious tolerance, a fundamental principle in several modern political constitutions, Wollstonecraft's challenge of patriarchal norms finds echoes in the ongoing struggle for gender equality. The marriage of the scientific and philosophical realms during these epochs is an enduring characteristic of our society. 
The scientific revolution endorsed the need for quantifiable and verifiable data, while the Enlightenment emphasized rational logic and human intellect. Together they reinforced the critical application of logic, rational thought, and empirical evidence, principles that define the scientific method and form the bedrock of modern scientific inquiry. Presently the confluence of science and philosophy defines our understanding of numerous natural and societal phenomena. Scientists test philosophical notions empirically to obtain observable evidence. Philosophers, in turn, grapple with the ethical implications of the outcomes, attempting to interpret and understand the consequences within different cultural, social, and ethical contexts. The contributions of the scientific revolution and the Enlightenment are manifest in our approach to world issues like climate change, socio-political conflicts, disease outbreaks, and questions around artificial intelligence. These epochs bequeathed us with the principles of empirical investigation, critical analysis, and rational thought, arming us to tackle today's most pressing issues. A discernible through-line runs from the scientific revolution and enlightenment era to our present day. The inklings of curiosity in our past have birthed an insatiable thirst for ingenuity in science, progressive values in society, and dynamic philosophies embracing the human condition, conferring an enduring legacy that continues to shape our comprehension and perspective of the world. We learn, analyze, and innovate, standing on the shoulders of the intellectual giants from these transformative times in history. This concludes our podcast titled the Scientific Revolution and Enlightenment. We hope to see you again on our next installment of Professor Lan A. I. Explores Humanity. Thank you.